Morning prayer starts on page three. O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling place. Moving to the bottom of page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 95 for the Venite on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with songs. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 136 begins on page 511. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, and his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of all gods, for his mercy endureth forever. O thank the Lord of all lords, for his mercy endureth forever. Who only doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. By his excellent wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. Who laid out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. Hath made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule the day, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and the stars to govern the night, for his mercy endureth forever. Who smote Egypt with their firstborn, for his mercy endureth forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endureth forever. With a mighty hand and stretched out arm, for his mercy endureth forever. Who divided the Red Sea in two parts, for his mercy endureth forever. And made Israel to go through the midst of it, for his mercy endureth forever. But as for Pharaoh and his host, he overthrew them in the Red Sea, for his mercy endureth forever. Who led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. Who smote great kings, for his mercy endureth forever. Yea, and slew mighty kings, for his mercy endureth forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endureth forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endureth forever. And gave away their land for an heritage, for his mercy endureth forever. 
even for inheritance unto Israel his servant, for his mercy endureth forever. He remembered us when we were in trouble, for his mercy endureth forever. And hath delivered us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever. Giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirteenth chapter of the book of Judges. Again the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for forty years. Now there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of Denites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink, and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. <clears throat> For a, the child shall be called a Nazarite to God and um, to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came to me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. Very awesome, but I did not ask him where he was from, and he did not tell me his name. And he said to me, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now drink no wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean, for the child shall be a, Nazar a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, O oh, my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to see us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. And God listened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. Then the woman ran in haste and told her husband and said to him, Look, the man who came to me the other day has just now appeared to me. So Manoah arose and followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said to him, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. Manoah said, Now let your words come to pass. What will be the boy's rule of life and his work? So the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, of all that I said to the woman, let her be careful. She may not eat anything that comes from the vine, nor may she drink wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean. All that I commanded her, let her observe. <clears throat> then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Please let us detain you, and we will prepare a young goat for you. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Though you detain me, I will not eat your food, 
But if you offer a burnt offering, you must offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know that he was the angel of the Lord. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, What is your name, that when your words come to pass, we may honor you? And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why do you ask my name, seeing it is wonderful? So Manoah took a young goat with the grain offering and offered it unto uh, offered it upon the rock of the Lord to the Lord, and he did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. It happened as the flames went up toward heaven from the altar that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw that saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manoah and his wife, then Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to his wife, We shall surely die because we, see, we have seen God. But his wife said to him, If the Lord had desired to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and a grain offering from our hands, nor would he have shown us all these things, nor would he have told us such things as these at this time. So the woman bore a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon him at Manea, um, at Manea Dan, between Zora and Estalo. Here endeth the first lesson. Together, Benedict assess on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the ninth chapter of the epistle of the epistle of, um, I'm sorry. Here begins the ninth chapter of the epistle of the apostle Luke. Then he came, then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all the demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, take nothing for the journey, neither staffs nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. Whatever, your house, whatever house you enter, you stay there, and from there depart. And whoever will not receive you when you go out from that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all this, all that was done by him, and he was perplexed because it was said by some that John had risen from the dead, and by some 
Elijah had appeared, and by others, that one of the old prophets had risen again. Harold said, John I have beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? So he sought to see him, and the apostles, when they had returned, told him that, uh, told him all that they had done, and he took them and went aside privately into the, a deserted place belonging, uh, belonging to the city called Bishida. But when the multitudes knew it, they followed him, and he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who had need of healing. When the day began to wear away, the twelve came to, and said to him, Send the multitude away that they may go into the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions, for we are in a deserted place here. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. And they said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all these people. For there were about five thousand men. Then he said to his disciples, Make them sit down in groups of fifty. And they did so, and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. So they all ate and were filled, and twelve baskets and the leftover fragments were taken up by them. Here in the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the protector of all that trust in thee, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy, increase and multiply upon us thy mercy, that thou, being our ruler and guide, may, we may so pass through things temporal, that we finally lose not the things eternal. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our heaven, Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our, our uh, lessons today is a note on the psalm, which is a psalm we actually um, use during um, Holy Week and in, in, in the context of the Easter Vigil. But it, it recounts God's, say, God's great power through um, in sort of three time frames. It recalls the creation who made great lights, the sun ruled the day, the stars to, to rule the, the moon to rule the night and kind of poetically covers the creation narrative. Then it moves on to the Exodus who, who um, you know, overthrew Pharaoh in the Red Sea and made Israel go through the midst of it. <clears throat> and that's the sort of reference point <clears throat> excuse me, for um, is for the current activity of God who delivers us when we're in trouble and saves us from our enemies. And God's continual faithfulness is deliverance of his people is is sort of the, the current focus. So we remember what God has done as a reference point for how he will now visit us. And when we get to Judges, what's interesting about this chapter of beginning this judge, with, uh, the story of Samson, is that that doesn't say that Israel cried out in prayer. It's just that it, it just says that Israel fell under the, the, you know, the dominion of the Philistines. And so God did this. God's the deliverer. And what's notable in Judges, I mean, throughout this whole story is that, you know, though Israel misbehaves, God lives in a covenant relationship with them. And so he continually relates to them and comes when they're in trouble to save them. And that shows God's faithfulness, enduring faithfulness in spite of the people's unfaithfulness. God is always faithful to his covenant. And that's kind of the a focus point of the psalm. A few interesting things about the Samson story, the beginning of it here. It's, it follows the theme of a barren woman, a woman who can't have children, God visiting and miraculously enabling her to have children. We remember from Sarah and uh, 
Rebecca of the Patriarchs, uh, the same theme prevailed. And this is also a story that harkens forward to the Annunciation, um, uh, where so, the angel appears to a a woman. It's interesting, the woman never receives a name in this story. His is She's the wife of Manoah, uh, but, the, but the angel appears to her twice and not to Manoah, um, which is, so again, a, a foreshadowing of, of the Annunciation. And Samson's going to be a Nazarite, and this is a vow that's um, highlighted in Numbers chapter 6, where um, the, the person who takes the Nazarite vow doesn't drink wine or, or hard liquor and never cuts his hair. And um, it's envision, it seems like this is envisioned in the, in the tradition of Israel that it could be a, a periodic or temporary vow. Um, but for Samson, it's going to be one that uh, will be all his life, much like John the Baptist will also have this similar, um, this similar vow. And uh, part of the focus of that is, is of, of um, the discipline of, of not cutting hair, of not, of not partaking of things, is, is a, a focus on your ministry, not being distracted. Which gets us over into the, which connects us to the story in Luke, where Jesus sends out the disciples, and he tells them, um, "Don't take two tunics; just take what you have and go." Now, this is a unique command to the apostles' ministry in Israel. It doesn't prevail when um, the ministry of the church expands beyond Israel into the Gentiles in Acts when mission work is done to Gentile nations, um, the the apostles, the, the missionaries then will take provision for them the, themselves. The point in Israel is uh, the Israeli, uh, the, the reception of the messenger here by the Israelites will mark their reception of the message and their hospitality is welcoming welcoming those who Jesus sends means welcoming him and rejecting those whom Jesus sends means rejecting him. And so they're supposed to, to live on the hospitality of Israel and the presence of the hospitality where its absence is the acceptance or the rejection of, of the message. Um, but also in terms of don't take a lot with you and, and, and sort of harmonizing with the Nazarite vow into a spiritual principle that that when we're focused on serving God, this is ties into the, the discipline of the spiritual life, that as much as we have disciplines, we don't do certain things, we fast at certain times, and that we aim to, to a certain simplicity of living is that we want to be freed from distractions. And this is a big thing in the spiritual life because our world has so many things, you know, inconceivable to uh, the time of the Bible. And the real challenge of spiritual life now is is not so much that we're not gonna have what we need or want, but that we just have so many distractions to pull us away from the single-minded focus on, you know, loving God and loving others. And so the true purpose of discipline in the spiritual life is to purposely say no to the distraction of things so we may say yes to God. It's the purpose of a rule of life. Why do we get up at 7.30 and say morning prayer? Well, because if we just left our own devices, there's 10 things would distract us into something else and we'd lose our focus and our day would go awry. That's the purpose of rule is pattern that, that forms us into 
a, a habitual way of serving God and frees us from the temptations of distractions to digress away from that into unfaithfulness. And the, 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 the feeding miracle that closes our, our New Testament lesson kind of summarizes the attitude of, of, of serving God when we um, seem to not have what we need. Um, the, the apostles went out and, oh, now the people are following us and how are we, here we are to have any food, that, that Jesus takes what they do have and offers them to God. There's two ways this is expressed in the New Testament. When it's a sort of a Jewish focus, he blesses, which means when in the Jewish language, when, when you thank God, you bless God for it. Blessed art thou, O Lord God, who gives uh, bread to strengthen man's heart. Whereas in the Gentile understanding, you'd give thanks to God for it. Thank you, God, for this. So he says the blessing, he takes what he has inadequately, what seems to be inadequate, offers it in thanksgiving, and God makes it sufficient. And that's the regular attitude that we should carry with us in serving God as we seek to be focused on loving God and neighbor, taking whatever we have today, and rather than complaining about it's not enough, I don't have this, I don't have that, offering to God in thanksgiving. And as we offer that to God, God's blessing resides upon our lives and makes all we have sufficient to meet the needs we have for the day. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with the prayer of all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving help unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Continuing with, with the general thanksgiving together, Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.
We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all, for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you this morning. Thank you, Ed and Chris, and for the lesson, Bishop. Have a blessed day, everybody. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you. Have a good day.